Hey there, welcome into a late night edition of the PowerMizzou.com dance class. Uh, Conzo Martin's post game down in Auburn just finished up. Final Auburn 88, Mizzou 82. We might just call this the Sharif Cooper show. Um, we thought that was going to be the case coming in. Uh, since he became eligible at Auburn six games ago, he's been averaging 21 points, nine assists. Basically everything Auburn does is goes through him. We said on the pregame show, Look, he's, he's going to make some plays. He's going to get his points. You can't let him completely take over. He completely took over. I mean, Sharif Cooper was on the floor for 28 minutes. When he was on the floor, Auburn outscored Missouri by 20 points. In the 12 minutes he was off the floor, Missouri had a 14-point edge in that game. That Missouri made a run late in the first half, early in the second half, where they turned basically a uh, – eight-point deficit into uh, about a seven-point lead. They did that because Sharif Cooper wasn't on the floor. That's it. I mean, I mean, it's that simple. When he was on the bench, Missouri had a chance. When he was in the game, Missouri did not have a chance. And and let me, let me just say right off the top, because I've seen some of the comments here. I've seen more of them on Twitter and on our message board. Yes, the officiating was dreadful. There were times that it appeared you were not allowed to guard Sharif Cooper. That said... There were some bad calls the other way. Jeremiah Tillman was three for eleven from the foot from the free throw line. Um, Mark Smith and Xavier Pinson combined to go four for twenty-two. I think the refs can be bad without having lost the game or changed the outcome. Forty-four free throws is a ton for Auburn. Obviously, look that that should never really happen in any game. Missouri shot twenty-seven, which is. Really a pretty high number. I don't know how many of those 44 came when Missouri was was trying to foul and, uh, you know, kind of stretch the game late. Let's say maybe eight of them. So even still, Auburn shoots 36 free throws. It's a ton. I don't want to make this a referendum on officiating. It generally sucks every game. It sucked tonight. This isn't news. Um, I'm of the belief it did not change the outcome. I understand some of you guys watching will – feel differently about it. Um, but it, that was a subject that came up when we talked to Conzo Martin. And so every every time we do this show, the first thing we do is play your coach's post game. So we're going to do that real quick. It's short. I'd, I'd say six, seven minutes, something like that. We'll play Conzo. Then we will uh, come back and uh, talk to you guys about it. Conzo, you talk a lot about defending without fouling. Just how do you feel like you guys played defense tonight? 44 free throws. We did do a great job. You know, give give credit to Sharif Cooper. He's a talented, talented young player. He does a great job of getting in the lane. He puts you in tough positions. He even does a good job for his size at finishing at the rim with bigger guys. And he keeps his head up, so he's always looking for his guys, even when he's attacking the rim. He should, we allowed 21 free throws. And again, I'll, I'll go back and watch film, but those are fouls. I'm not saying the officials didn't do a good job, but man, that's a 44 free throws a lot to beat any team on the road. And again, but we got to take ownership of things. You got to keep him in front of you, make him work, make him go over the top of you. He did a great job again getting downhill. Gabe. Yeah, Conzo, I know uh, you know, Jeremiah has has had some some struggles at the line at times. Is there anything other than just kind of staying continue consistent and continuing to work on it? Because Probably more of an issue tonight than it had been at, at previous times. I think it's reps in his routine. And again, he, um, he, 
Of course, he's more efficient in working on them at home because you have access to facilities. And not to say that's the reason why he missed shots. I mean, three, four, eleven. I think he's a better free throw shooter than that. They just didn't go for him enough. Give those guys credit making him work to get the ball, but just just didn't go for him tonight. Conzo, okay. you mentioned a little bit about it there, but just what was your plan going in to try and stop Street Cooper? Was it just to limit him, or was there a guy you wanted on him, or just how did how did you see it from that perspective? Oh, well, you, you start the game with, with of course, X Pence, and then you Drew Smith, well, depending on who's out there. Uh, but, but again, you the, the key is to try to keep him in front of you. Again, it's easier said than done because he's shifty, he's fast, and he got multiple screens coming at him. And I, I think where he made his moves, and I don't think so much he beat Drew Smith and those guys one on one, but you got those ball screens, he able to maneuver through those ball screens. Then he he have your bigs on, on their heels attacking downhill. So I think that was more than anything. But he did a great job of getting to the free throw line, getting fouled. Then you become passive as a defense. Then he was allowed to make plays. Conzo, even in a loss, is there is there uh, something you take away positively from uh, not letting the game, game get away from you after being down 21-9, 30-16? Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, we're a good team, but I, I think the things that you know, things we got to correct. Uh, like, you know, X two for eleven, Mark two for eleven. Those guys are better. And I think the biggest key with Mark getting his shots on the three point line. He shoot for, for whatever reason. He's shooting the ball deep. I mean, I think he shot three or four tough threes. I mean, meaning so far off the line. That's a tough shot. Um, and again, you know, shot selection in timely situations. You know, you have to be able to move the ball because you can get what you want to get. I, was, I think we were up seven, eight in the second half, getting the ball inside, moving the ball. Then all of a sudden, a quick shot here, turnover here, mislead. I think more than anything, momentum killers. I thought we had a lot at the rim that we felt like should have went down and we didn't make them. And it turned the game. It comes on obviously 14 blocks for Auburn. Is, is that just a product of not going up strong enough and, and them just being yeah, a good shot blocking team? I mean, I, I, you got to give credit. There were probably a couple that made good blocks. But I think more than anything, the ones I've watched from the sideline, most of them, we didn't go up strong. We didn't go finishing the ball. We didn't make contact and keep our heads up finishing. Like the one Drew Smith had in the second half, could have put us up three with, with Sharif Cooper on and missed that one and Javon Tipton. I mean, those are, those are tough ones. You got to have those. Hey, coach. So the team had a comeback effort in sort of that late first half, early second half part of the game. What was the team doing right during that stretch? One, taking care of the ball, uh, moving the ball. And then second half, getting the ball inside. I think in the first half, we just settled down, settled down. And um, and I think once you recognize first, especially in the first half, how fast she recoup with these shift, he's finishing at the rim, uh, keep his head alive, finding guy. We had to settle down and really lock in on him. Everybody else had to do their job. And I think in the second half, uh, playing with good pace, getting the ball inside of Tim and forcing those guys to make plays. And then it went from there. And I think we were 52-58. I'm not sure what happened after that. I watch. thought maybe a quick shot here and there, a breakdown defensively, and it just kind of spiraled. Yeah, I know. Uh, he led your team in, in field goal attempts, and, and he can't get every look, but – is 14 attempts on a night when he's playing like that enough for Jeremiah? Are you happy with, with the shot selection? His shot selection, yes. But I mean, again, overall. Uh, yeah. Well, if, if you can get him more, great. But the way that they went to a zone, so obviously it wouldn't allow him to get catches. Then, you know, he doubled him down then, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you want to go inside to him, but, but they were really kind of making it hard for him. 
you have to, sometimes you, you got to punch it in. And I think one time we, we got it in, I think, looked like the guy hit him, didn't make a call, went out of bounds. But you, some, some of those, you got to just whip them in there to get it to him and force him to make a one-on-one -on -one play from the top. Dave Matter. Anza, you always talk about you know playing good defense without fouling. So many fouls tonight. Just it, watching it in real time, did you think you guys got away from principles, or just one of those nights where the whistle's blowing a lot? Well, I think I think it's a combination of both because you got a guy making shots, making plays. You got to be consistent, keep him in front of you, make him go to the top because the whole game plan with him is make him shoot pull ups in the lane over the top of you. He was getting to the rim, you know, he's getting fouled, making plays, and it, when that happens, all of a sudden the fouls foul. They, they pile up and now you become passive defensively. And now you're not as aggressive. But I, I just thought, you know, him getting downhill because we knew the game plan. Once they run initial plays coming back to him, he's going to make the play from there. And then you just got whoever's guarding him, we said, you're going to be in the ball screen all night long. Constantly, even with the losses, does this type of game prove how valuable Drew Smith is to your team? Oh, without question. He's, he's a part of our team. He's a good basketball player. Um, I thought he did some good things. I thought he did some good stuff in, in Garden Sharif. I mean, it's not an easy assignment because, again, he's down here. He's shifty and all that. Uh, yeah, of course, of course he is. All right, so that was Conzo Martin after the game. Um, look, sometimes I, I, there's not that much to ask. I'm good with a six-minute postgame. Uh, you know, we, I, I thought we hit on the key things, and, and he finished up. Uh, Jeremiah Tillman was largely good tonight. 21 points, 10 rebounds, career high, six blocks. You'll take that stat line every time. He could have had 30, but he was three for 11 from the free throw line, and that hurt. And that's another thing. When you're looking at free throw disparity, Sharif Cooper's 18 of 21. He ain't missing any front ends. Missouri missed a few front ends of one-on-one, one-and-one. So they could have had four or five more free throws. Um, Let me, real quick, the, the turning point in that game to me like, I wrote it down legitimately right when it happened. And uh, before I get to that, I do want to point out up in the right-hand corner, Burger Smokehouse, uh, they're a sponsor for these shows. All kinds of good stuff. Grocery stores across the Midwest, across the state of Missouri, smokehouse.com. They're located out of California, Missouri. All kinds of good uh, dried meats, cured meats, smoked meats. A lot of meat. It's good. Try it. Uh, Burger Smokehouse. Go to your local grocery store. Pick it up once again or at smokehouse.com. Also, I'm going to put the phone number up. If anybody wants to call uh, call and talk about this, please feel free. Right there, 573-234-4935. But the turning point in this game, and I, I, I take notes during the game and so I can kind of go back and remember what I want to talk about afterwards. And I thought the turning point was very obvious. Missouri was down four points. I believe it was 68-64. Auburn had just made two free throws. It was out of the under eight timeout, about 6.45 left. Xavier Pinson comes down the floor, zero passes, pulls up from 23 feet, and misses a three-pointer. Um, Auburn goes down and scores. Missouri comes down the next possession. Torrance Watson, who has barely been in the game, hadn't taken a shot all night, takes a wing three, misses it. Sharif Cooper gets fouled, goes to the line, eight-point game. Missouri comes down next possession. Javon Pickett, three-pointer, no good. I mean, in a four-point game, you cannot take those three shots. Uh, Missouri, and let's uh, go to the free throw line, then we'll get – sorry, back to the phone line, then we'll get back to this uh, 972 area code. Who am I talking to? Hey, this is Jeff from Frisco, Texas, and I was just wondering if this loss um, derails the season in any way. It, 
You know what, Jeff? I don't think so. I mean, I picked Missouri to lose this game. Um, I, I'm not at all surprised by this. Um, losses like this are going to happen. It's the second of a, a back-to-back road trip where Missouri didn't even get to go home between games. They went straight from Knoxville to Auburn. I, I think on Saturday morning when you woke up as a Missouri fan, if you say you're playing at Tennessee and at Auburn, your goal is to go one and one. And Missouri did. It, it maybe didn't happen the way we thought it would, but – I, this is not a bad loss. I mean, obviously you want to win every game, but but I really don't see any reason to to even be too bummed out about this one. All right, thank you. All right, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate the call. We're going uh, going now to the eight one five area code. Who am I talking to? Hey, Gabe, it's Ron. I'm What's up, Ron? How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing okay. Um, just uh, a few probably unoriginal observations here um i think it was the uh the great larry bird who said after a 63 perfor- uh, performance by michael jordan that wasn't michael jordan that was god described as michael jordan um i don't i don't think uh Sharif cooper is uh, quite there yet but if you listen to the uh to the broadcast and uh follow the referee's calls uh you, you, they, you probably wouldn't think that comment is a uh, is that off base? I, I tell you what, man, that kid is a hell of a player. I mean, like whistle, whistles aside, there was nobody on Missouri's roster who could stay in front of him. I thought Javon Pickett came the closest to doing it probably, but, I mean, Xavier Pinson's one of the fastest guys in college basketball, and he couldn't stay in front of Cooper. That kid is hes mm-hmm. going to be really, really good. Oh yeah, there's no question about that. I, I, I know I said it's kind of you know, knocking down a, a peg, but he was absolutely fantastic tonight. And you know, got to give him credit. You know, he was able to draw the calls. Um, you know, we can kind of complain about how ticky tack they were, or at least from what it seemed from watching it. But he certainly knows how to how to draw some contact and you yeah. know find his teammates. Um, and he's definitely transformed that uh, that that uh, that team around. So yeah, um, you know, good for him. It's just a little. Um, you know, it's just a little annoying with uh, with the amount of attention you know he gets, and it's like, especially when you're a fan watching a game and the announcers are har- are harping on one dude, and um, yeah. that dude's playing against and, your team, right? Yeah, and like, and and I can understand that, but if you watch that game, I don't know who else you talk about. I mean, it was the Sharif Cooper oh, show, sure. start to finish. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Um, just a, a, a few quick uh, other observations. Uh, Drew Smith uh, coming off the SEC Player of the Week honors. Uh, he was fantastic again tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, for I think there was a stretch where he was like single-handedly keeping them in the game. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm, I, if if only you know some other you know dudes uh, came to came to play down the stretch, but he was fantastic. Um, and just the the question I have is like, when do we start having the Mark Smith conversation? Uh, yeah. You know, he had he had a, he had a, he had a start to the season, but he's. He's been off, man. And uh, Javon Pickett, he's he's played really well these last couple games. Um, I know, probably, I think Cons will probably like him coming yeah. off the bench, but he's been way more effective. These well, last that's games than Mark. That's kind of what I was going to ask because I agree. Like Mark Smith, look, if he's going to go two for eleven, like he can't play. But he mm-hmm. played thirty minutes tonight. I mean, if not him, who? I I mean, mm-hmm. okay. So you you bump Pickett up from say, you know, Pickett played twenty six minutes tonight. Um, I, it, Torrance Watson played six. You, I, do you give him more? Do you give Drew Bugs, who played four minutes and managed to miss three shots? Uh, like, I, Drew Bugs does certain, you know, Drew Bugs does certain things for this team, 
but I'm not sure how he made enough shots to average eight and a half points at Hawaii because he just shooting is is not a thing he does. So if my only issue with pulling Mark Smith or you know cutting his minutes by a bunch is I don't know who takes him. That's a good point. I think that's uh, that's probably why uh, Conzo hasn't exactly found a solution there. But given like the start that that they got off to tonight, and uh, it was apparent in a few other games, um, uh, you know, aside from the last few, but you know they they started slow and, and Pickett's a guy who could put his head down and get to the bucket, and he's actually been a more reliable um, outside threat than uh, than Mark these last couple of games. So yeah, I I start him and. Uh, Maybe Mark could regain his confidence off the bench. Yeah. But anyway, kind of a frustrating game. Uh, but, you know, obviously Sharif Cooper was uh, was, uh, was the man tonight. But, um, you know, they're going to be tough out in the postseason. So. Yep, yep. A frustrating game, but but I don't think it, it derails anything. So appreciate it, Ron. Thanks for, for staying up late, man. And, uh, and we'll talk to you. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. All right. Uh, appreciate the calls and anybody that wants to call in, please feel free to call in. We'll hang here. We'll take your calls. And here's a point that I was going to bring up. It comes from AU Taxman. Watching the game, I thought Pickett played well, but he was minus 16. Hard to believe. Now, what that tells me is, is probably he was on the floor a lot when Sharif Cooper was right, and and his time off came when Cooper was out. So that probably has less specifically individually to do with Pickett than the game overall, but I agree, Taxman, man, I looked I looked up the plus-minus at one point with like two minutes to go, and I couldn't believe Pickett was that bad because I thought he played a pretty good game, and I thought he did a better job defensively on Cooper than pretty much anybody else did, but um, it, that's why plus-minus is, it, it's fun to look at. It, you can draw some things from it, uh, like obviously Sharif Cooper being plus 20. It, yes, that makes sense. But sometimes also it throws out some things that you have to think, ah, you got to look into this a little deeper because I thought Missouri was better when Pickett played tonight. I thought he played pretty decently, but yeah, the, the plus minus wasn't good. Now, look, when you lose a game, most people's plus minus isn't good, right? I'm, I'm actually going to look up Missouri's real quick. Uh, you know, Xavier Pinson was plus three, but he was two for 11 from the floor. Drew Smith was plus three. Mark Smith, we're talking about how bad he was, was plus one. Kobe Brown, Kobe Brown basically no-showed in that game. I mean, 23 minutes, he was one for six from the floor, 0 for four from three-point range. He did have eight rebounds, but four fouls, just really a bad game, and I'm sure he would say that, and I'm sure Conzo would say that. Kobe Brown was plus seven. So I guess that means he was in the game during those 10 minutes where Cooper was on the bench and Missouri made a run, but I don't really remember him having a whole lot to do with it. You know, I, he had a dunk in there somewhere, but so plus minus is it's instructive. There's some things you can look at there, but obviously um, not complete, but getting back to, to what I was saying, the, the turning point. So Drew, Drew Smith went three for four from three point range. The other, I, I don't know. Let me count how many players, one, two, three, four, five, six Missouri players who shot three-pointers combined to go three for 21. And yet, in a four-point game, Xavier Pinson takes a 23-foot shot without a pass. And then in a six-point game, Torrance Watson shoots a three. And then in an eight-point game, Javon Pickett, who actually did make one, shoots a three. That was the least offensive of the three. But the point is, like, you got to have the right guys taking the shots. And it's kind of why I asked Conzo, you know, Jeremiah Tillman's nine for 14 
Um, is that enough shots for him? And and I understand you can't force feed it to him every single possession. He can't like other guys have to make shots. I get that, but so Tillman made nine field goals. Xavier Pinson, Mark Smith, Kobe Brown, Torrance Watson, Drew Bugs, and Mitchell Smith combined to make eight. I mean that's that's six players. So Tillman was nine for fourteen. Pinson, Mark Smith, Kobe Brown, Torrance Watson, Drew Bugs, and Mitchell Smith were a combined eight for thirty-eight. I, I mean, look again, you can't give every shot to Tillman, but kind of back to what we're talking about with Mark Smith. I, I think Missouri can survive a game where Mark Smith plays like that. They, they can they can win with Mark Smith playing that way, but they can't win with Mark Smith playing that way and Xavier Pinson playing the way he did. You, you can't have both. One of them's got to show up. And the two of them combined to go four for 22, and I, I just – Missouri can't win that way against decent to good teams, which is what I think Auburn is. I don't think Auburn's a great team, but I do think Auburn's pretty pretty decent. Like, Auburn as it sits today, if, if you play the whole season with Sharif Cooper and you're actually eligible, that's an NCAA tournament team. You know, I, I, I think um, the way I look at it. But, again, this is it, – it's a game I expected Missouri to lose. They played this this huge game that they got up for in Knoxville. I mean, if you look on, on Saturday night at the postgame video of Conzo just screaming throughout the hallways in Thompson Bowling Arena, they put a lot into that game. And they won it. And it's really hard then to come back three days later, still on the road, haven't been home, and bring that same energy. I mean, it's it's tough to do, you know. Um, I think uh, so. I'm not surprised that Auburn won the game, and and that's not taking credit away from Auburn for winning the game. I I think Auburn deserved to win the game. Auburn probably deserved to win the game by more than six points, honestly. Um, but you know, I, I think Auburn had the best player on the floor. That is clear. Then there was a pretty large gap. And I think Missouri probably had the second and third best players on the floor in Tillman and Drew Smith, in whichever order you want to put them. I I don't know. Maybe it was Drew Smith tonight. I think overall it's pretty clear that Tillman is, is Missouri's second best player. Or, I, I'm sorry, is their best player. But then, you know, probably the next three best players in this game were, were JT Thor, Alan Flanagan, and I don't know I, – I, Chris Moore, probably three for three from three-point range, or the guy whose name I'm not even going to try to pronounce, Akingbola with with five blocks, you know. Uh, so I, I think you can make an argument Missouri had the second and third best player in this game, but Auburn had five of the top seven, and, and that's really what it came down to. Um, is is the way they played. So hey, gotta recognize uh, gotta recognize the the super chats. Call me biscuit. Uh, it gives us one. Make sure JG Tate knows the bunker appreciates it. Yeah, uh, you know the the Commodore. He, he he made an appearance on the pregame show. Appreciate his time. Appreciate all the Auburn people coming by. Uh, you know it's what eleven fifteen. I don't know if you guys are in Central or Eastern time, but I think you're in Central. Uh, it's 11.15 on a Tuesday night. You know, we we stay up late when there's basketball games. Uh, I know Auburn fans are, are big basketball fans as well. Missouri uh, likes basketball a lot, uh, a lot more than most teams in the SEC. I, look, I'm a huge basketball fan. I, I grew up loving college basketball. I think it's 
my disappointment in Missouri's move to the SEC the last few years has been that there are not enough teams in this league that really care about it. Um, Kentucky obviously does, even though they're not any good at it this year. Arkansas cares about basketball. Missouri cares about basketball. Tennessee doesn't care about it like they do about football, but they care. Vandy can at times. I, I hope Auburn is one of those schools joining that um, that group that does care about it and does get into it because I think there's too many places in this league where basketball is just a diversion between football and spring football or football and baseball or football and signing day or whatever. I, I love college basketball. The, it, it's one of the things I really liked about the Big 8 and Big 12, and one of the things I've missed in the SEC is these big games that people get excited about. So I, hopefully, you know, Auburn is is – kind of indicative of maybe some more teams in this league and more fan bases in this league really jumping on board uh, for college basketball. So, you know, uh, let me make sure I put the phone number back up there just in case anybody does want to call in. Again, I'm not expecting a ton of calls at 1120 on a Tuesday night. I kind of get how this works. But if you want to call in, we certainly are here and we certainly can talk about the game. Um, I'm gonna see what we've got. Uh, what we've got in the comments. Uh, Johnny B. Good says Florida and Mississippi State care about hoops. You know, Florida. I, I guess, but I don't know. It's it's always seemed to me like yeah, if we're really good and we're in the Final Four, they're into it. But other than that, it's it's just football. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, maybe I'm misjudging that Mississippi state. That that's an interesting one. Um, they may, they may care about, uh, about basketball more than I give them credit for. That's just a, a, a fan base. I'm not super familiar with. So maybe, maybe my characterization is a little bit unfair, but that's just been kind of my impression since, uh, since I came in here, uh, to this league, which admittedly is a little bit later than a lot of people. All right, we're going to the 314 area code. Who's on the line? Bro, what's up, guys? What's Demetrius? up, Demetrius? How you doing, man? What's going on? I'm I'm good. You look a little lonely tonight, so I figured I'd call in and, you know, yeah. walk with you for a minute. Appreciate uh, that. Man, Sharif Cooper is a fun player to watch. He's, so... So here's my here here's the comparison that came into my head when we started this because I heard uh I heard on the the NFL playoffs this week like who I think it was Tony Romo said you can watch Tyreek Hill on film and you can like be told how fast he is and understand how fast he is but then when you get on the field you're not prepared for how fast he is that's a little bit how I felt about Sharif Cooper tonight like. Missouri understood how fast he was and knew how fast he was, but it's different when you're out there trying to defend how fast he really is. Uh, I, I definitely agree. Um, he has a little bit of – he kind of reminds me a little bit of Iverson. I mean, yeah. I, that's just the comparison that I have. He's probably more of a playmaker than Iverson, but with his slight frame, slight build, quickness, getting to the rack, that, that's, that's Iverson to me. Uh, I'm not really upset about the loss. I'm still on the bandwagon. Um, however, for the life of me, I do not understand why Will Moore was in the game. 
It was yeah. like a it was like a, a walking tree out there, man. Yeah, that was it's, that, it's, that's one of the things I've got in my post game notes is I'm not sure this was the game to give Jordan Wilmore meaningful <laughs> SEC minutes, but I, I don't know. I it, it it was it was a little bit weird. He got his two points, but he gave up about six. So, yeah, he was so he was minus seven in three minutes, I think. So. Oh my god, that's not good. No, it's so not. I great. was just touching base with you, man, because you know I don't nobody. I don't know what's going on, and I don't know if everybody mad or upset. I don't know what's what? going on. Well, but I'm not mad or disappointed in the team. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that outlook. But it's also 11:30 on a Tuesday night, so I think some people probably just watched the game and went to bed and didn't want to hang out with me, man. So I appreciate the call. <laughs> All good. Have a good evening. All right, buddy. Have a good one. Let's go to the 229 area code. Who am I talking to? Uh, this is Aaron, and I shouldn't be calling you because I'm in Georgia, and I need to be asleep and get up in the morning. Oh, but, so it's like 1230 um, your time. Yeah, yeah. And it, the other caller just kind of stole my thunder a little bit. Um, I, I was wondering if there was something wrong with Braun. You might have mentioned it in the pregame, and I missed it, but it looked like he was in street clothes, and I'm thinking he should be getting minutes over Wilmore, so – I'm wondering if he's hurt or what's going on with him. No, those those like those like T-shirts are actually Missouri's warm-ups, so it looked like he wasn't dressed out. But he was dressed out because I actually checked with somebody. Uh, I was getting a few questions about that, so I checked with somebody at halftime, and he was dressed out. He's healthy. He just uh, he just didn't he isn't playing right now. You know, it's uh, it's one of those DNP coaches' decisions, uh, and he's gotten three or four of those in a row. I, I think it's it's a defensive thing. I, I don't think Conso trusts him on defense based on you know mostly what we've seen earlier this year. To be quite honest with you, I mean he. He and and it ended up that Wilmore had the same problem, right? Like, yeah, he got you two points, but he, like Demetrius said, he gave up six. You know, so and it's really hard to play for Conzo Martin if if that's how you play. Um, you know, you're much better off scoring scoring two and and giving up two than scoring fifteen and giving up ten. You know. Right. Well, I guess, um, I, you know, I was looking at Auburn. Maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, I thought Auburn was more built on speed and quickness. And so I would think Braun is, I'm not, I'm, I'm sure he's not a speedster, but I'm thinking yeah. he's got a little more foot quickness than Wilmore. So that, that, that yeah. was what I was thinking maybe he was hurt or something. Yeah, but it is. It, it, he's healthy, but it was, like I said, it was a weird time to throw Jordan Wilmore, Wilmore out there, but I, I don't know, man. I, I guess Conzo knows more about it than I do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, and I trust him. So, yeah, I, I was just curious about that. Yeah. So now I need to get some sleep. But, <laughs> All right, Aaron, uh, appreciate talk. the call, man. Thanks for staying right. up with us. All right, so, uh, again, appreciate everybody who is managing to uh, to hang out with us and, you know, 1130 if you're still up and you want to talk about the game, that's cool. Um, let me uh, – let's see, roll through some of these comments – see if we've got anything it's hard to keep up you guys have been busy in the chat so uh breakfast king of loyola hang on i'm trying to get you up here all right we'll go back to the phone line 314 area code who am i talking to hey gabe it's marcus from the loop what's up marcus how you doing man hey man um 
thinking more tournament run in uh, just over a month, I guess. Um, yeah. I guess the more I think about it, Tillman's been a little bit more consistent. Drew Smith, I, I would say over his career, has been a little bit more consistent. Is at the key to a run. I I mean, I, I that's where I'm kind of going with it. We need that third guy. and Yeah. You know, didn't, didn't have a great night tonight, but he's kind of, you know, he's been the key, I think, to making a run through the tournament. Yeah, you need a third guy, and I just, you just kind of can't count on it being Mark Smith, right? Um, maybe one night mm-hmm. it'll be Mark Smith, uh, but I think Tillman is the, or I'm sorry, Pinson is the most likely guy uh, to be there. And you know what? I've said this before. What scares me about this team in the tournament is exactly what happened tonight, is if you run into a team that just has that dude, like that type of team wins tournament games. And so with Missouri, I don't know who the guy I look at and say he can take over a game is. Now, Pinson did it a little bit against against Tennessee, so maybe he can. Maybe I'm selling him short there. Tillman maybe can, um, but I, I just worry that they're a really good regular season team because they're balanced and and you never know which guy it's going to be. But if you get in the tournament, man, sometimes you just got to have that guy with – you got to have Kimball Walker. With eight minutes left, he says, nobody else is going to touch the ball. I'm just going to go win the game. Um, and, and I don't know that Missouri has that. You still there with me? Yeah, yeah, appreciate it, man. I, I, I agree with you, and I think X is the is the guy who is the only one that I feel capable of, of doing it, and yep. he just hasn't been consistent enough. I think you get a night like tonight where Tillman was good, Drew was good, you just need X to be able to, you know, be in the game late in the game and, right. you know, shoot better and- than what he shot tonight. And and I think tonight too. I, I mean, you have to wonder, and I don't. I don't know. We didn't talk to him after the game, but you have to wonder a guy that is spending that much energy trying to defend Sharif Cooper. Maybe two for eleven is kind of re, kind of a result of that. And I probably should have asked Conzo that, but it just occurred to me. Like, if you have to chase Sharif Cooper around on the defensive end, maybe that's just not the night you can score twenty points. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great point. That's a great so. point. But, uh, appreciate it. All right, Marcus. Appreciate the call, man. Thanks a lot for uh, for staying up and, and hanging out with us. Uh, Missouri, an 88-82 loser to Auburn. Uh, again, it was like we can talk all about it, but it was the Shreve Cooper show. I mean, he was just – he was the best player on the floor, and he was the best player by such a wide margin that, I you know, it, it almost – the rest of it didn't matter. Drew Smith played well. Uh, Jeremiah Tillman played well except when he was at the free throw line. Um, other than that, Missouri didn't get much. Again, Xavier Pinson and Mark Smith combined four for 22. I, Missouri's not going to win games against decent teams when when that's the stat line. I mean, there's just there's no other way to, to slice it that they're not going to win games in that situation. So, you know, um, I think that you want to win every game. I understand people get disappointed, but from what I've seen, people are handling this one pretty well. This isn't a shock. You started out last week um, saying, hey, if they can go one and one, that's probably a good week. And and 
I think they had a good week. It, it just that's why getting the Tennessee one was nice. It gave you a margin for error coming into tonight. Uh, Case says Mizzou's projected as a three seed in the region with Texas and Michigan as the one and two. Um, yeah, that'd be. I mean, I guess if you're going to have to face ones and twos, that'd be all right. Uh, Michigan, I think Michigan's a pretty good team. Uh, I'm not sure that's the team I want to tangle with, but if you're in the Sweet 16, you got to be playing good teams, right? There's a long way to go. I think Missouri could be anywhere. If the tournament started today, I think there are three or four. I, I think the, the range is probably like three to seven. Uh, they're almost certainly in the tournament. They would have to completely collapse if to not be in the tournament. So I think they're certainly going to be in the tournament. Where they where they go, I mean, you know, we got what? They're four and three in the SEC. So theoretically, 12 regular season games plus the SEC tournament left. There's a lot of basketball to be played to de- determine what that will ultimately be. Um, I think everybody's just going to enter this tournament going, we just want to be as far away from Baylor and Gonzaga for as long as we can, to be honest, because those two teams are are way better than pretty much everybody else in the country, and that's what Case followed up in saying. Yeah, Michigan would – you'd rather play Michigan than Gonzaga or Baylor. I think Michigan's good, but Gonzaga and Baylor are like – I don't know. It it looks like almost collision course in a national title game, right? They they look so much better than everybody else, but – who knows? We'll uh, we'll see how it goes. So, I'll be honest, guys. It's eleven forty. I still got stuff to eleven thirty. Sorry, I still got some stuff to do. Uh, wanted to make sure we did this. Wanted to to uh, make sure we we give Burger Smokehouse their money's worth. Make sure we made a, a, an appearance and hung out with you guys for a little bit. Canoe Man, uh, Georgia Rebel, all you guys that were here on the pregame show with with Jay, and you're still here. Hey. We appreciate you guys coming over and hanging out with us. Uh, you've been regulars on some of our shows this year through football and basketball season and kind of getting to know people over here, and that's great. We appreciate you being here. Um, feel free to stop by anytime, even when Missouri's not playing Auburn. And uh, all the Mizzou fans that are that are here, obviously appreciate you hanging out and being with us as well. Um, we are, once again, I, I do want to remind you guys while you're here, Tomorrow night at 7.30, we do the 573 report. Eli Drinkwitz is going to be on with Mitchell Forty and I tomorrow night. So hit the subscribe button before you leave here. Set a notification to know when we go live at 7.30 tomorrow night. We're going to be live, and and we're going to have Mizzou's head football coach on on the video call as well uh, for a little while during tomorrow night's show. So hopefully you join us then. Uh, But, yeah, I still got some stuff to finish up. Mitch has some stuff to finish up from this game. So want to cut out so I can get started writing before midnight, but thanks for stopping by, uh, buy some stuff from burger smokehouse, go to smokehouse.com. We will be back tomorrow night with the five, seven, three report Saturday, Mizzou plays TCU at one o'clock. So we'll have some midday stuff going on. Uh, we'll hang out and appreciate everybody staying up late and, uh, you know, Hey, spend, uh, spend tomorrow at work, reading the message board instead of working and, uh, we'll catch up with you.